Shana, the fourth parak, Mishnah Aleph. So now we're going to talk about the halachas of blowing shofar on Rosh Hashanah, which also falls, if Rosh Hashanah falls out on a Shabbos. Okay, the story is that, uh, the background is that, that the rabbis forbade blowing shofar in a normal circumstance on Rosh Hashanah. The fear was that someone who was eager to hear the shofar blown but didn't know how to do it himself would carry the shofar to someone who could blow it for him or teach him how to blow it and uh, would carry it the halamas, four almas and Rosh Hashanah and violate Shabbos. Therefore the rabbi said, we're not doing that. No one's, gonna, no, no one's blowing any shofars. That will stop people from doing it. I don't want to get into the of it now, but it is a remarkable phenomenon. Uh, obviously, that, that they're, they're, not only the, the rabbis are A, being mavatel a mitzvah sase, and, and presumably a big deal one, the Gemara basically says any year that you don't blow shofar in the beginning, they're going to be like crying by the end of it. So it's serious business. But anyways, two days, anyway. so now, yeah, Midr, Midr, sold from there two days already. As I mentioned to you, like there's two days, it's called rabbinically, but really it's from Sefer Nechemi mentions two days, so it's like prophetically. But then I guess, yeah, one's only Deraisa. So if a derisa, the Deraisa Rosh Hashanah falls out on, on uh, Shabbos, Normally they wouldn't blow shofar, but now we'll start to see like exceptions to that rule. The, the exceptions as well. So it says, Yom Tov Shal Rosh Hashanah, if Rosh Hashanah falls, Shechalios B'Shabbos, and the day in which it falls is happens to be Shabbos. But Mikdash Hayutokin, they would still blow the shofar in the Mikdash of Aloba Medina, but not in the Medina. Okay, so the, the principle here is not a idiosyncratic one, there's a general rule. That <coughs> called Ein Shfus B'Mikdash. The, the halachas, the Durbanans on Shabbos, which protect the sanctity of Shabbos, are called Shvusin. We've seen that before in Sechus Shabbos. A Shvus, it just, it just means a Durbanan that protects Shabbos. It's like a special category. But no, it's a Durbanan. Shvus is a Shabbos Durbanan. So there's no Shvus, there's no Durbanans in terms of Hilchah Shabbos in the Mikdash, which essentially means inside the base of Mikdash itself. Okay? The reason why is because the basement they're, you know, are in control and they're not going to let Chil Shabbos happen since it's under their close, you know, watchful eye and under their purview, it will, it will be okay. Now, exactly where the Mikdash extends to, so Rashi and the Bartanura, I think everyone, learn it means the base of Mikdash proper, like in like the Lishka, the Gaza Strike, right there, you know, in the base of Mikdash. The Rambam learns that the Mikdash um, includes all of Jerusalem. Okay? So, in other words, he would allow... That, that's... Innovative. Um, people are. We're going to say, okay, we'll get back to it. About, about, we'll get back to Remind me to get back to it if I don't mention it. In a few Mishnahs, we'll talk about um, Lulav in a, in a moment. So, yeah. Okay? Um, on Shabbos. In any case, so that's the Mikdash. There you could blow because the, the base of the, the Sanhedrin is on top of things, and people are careful. Um, but not in the Medina. The Medina obviously means everywhere else. Either means even in Jerusalem itself. That's the Bartanura learns, like Rashi. And according to Rambam, Medina would mean outlying areas outside of Jerusalem. So there you, you can't blow anymore, period, because of the Durabah. Now, the Mishnah says, Mishachar of Besa Mikdash. Once the Besa Mikdash was destroyed, so now obviously they're long gone out of the Lishkas Agazis, and they're, they're even out now. There's no basic Mikdash functioning. <coughs> Hiskin, Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai. Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai made a Takana. Shiyu token, Bechol Makom, Shiyesh Po Basin. He said, any place where there's a basin, we're still going to blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah. So he changed the rules. Remember, he, of course, Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai took up the position as the head of the Sahedrin in Yavne, right after the Horb Mikdash. He made a number of Takanas, um, which we'll see. In total, there are going to be 
in, in, in the Gemara, if you count on your fingers and toes, you get to nine. There are nine Takanas, Rabbi Yochum and Zaki mentioned. Um, for whatever reason, the Mishnahis and the next Mishnahis will, will list five of them in total out of the nine. Like, it seems a little strange. Two of them um, are mentioned elsewhere. We've actually learned them both. There are two others mentioned in the Mishnahis. One in the, but they're not mentioned with attached to his name. One of them we actually saw in the first parak here, if you recall. Uh, I think Sarkal of Mishnah or Hey, it said that, um, it said that they used to, the Aiden would be Machal Shabbos every Shabbos, and then afterwards when, uh, after the base of Mikdash, they only were Machal Shabbos on Tishrei and Nisan. That rings a bell, I'm sure. So that was Rabbi Yochanan Zakai. I mentioned that too, but it's on the Mishnah. And also there's another one of his mentioned in Maestro Shani. But there are two others. In any case, so this is one of the Takanas that, that he was Metaken, he, he set up. Um, yeah, they, that they only blow where there's a basin. Now what's a basin mean? So Rashi learns, and the Barthner learns like him, it means like a basin of 23. That's like, uh, I don't have an English translation for it, but it's like a big, it's, it's, it's not the Sanhedrin or Gadol, but it's another serious Sanhedrin, like a, I don't know, whatever they call them, the regional courts, but the big, big deal courts, not an ad hoc little court. Um, and that's ostensibly fine. That, that's how they learn. The Ramam learns that a basin means any basin of three. Right? Any basin of three, um, provided they have smicha. Um, smicha means that they, we're talking about the smicha of the good old days, that they had a, from Moshe himself was a Muslim from Hashem and then there's an ongoing train of tradition so that continues on until it continued on until the 4th century the story is of Ben Buta was it? anyways I forgot exactly but basically under the Romans they, they were no, they were Romans under Roman times of the 4th century smicha came to an end okay you couldn't do smicha you cannot do smicha outside of Eretz Yisrael and basically in the 4th century there wasn't wasn't possible to function as Jews in in Israel, and therefore they moved to their own bubble. If you remember, starting <coughs> with Rav in the third century, by the fourth century it's all over. So there's no so Smich has ended. I'd like to inject a bit of historical fact. Yeah. In there were two years where one after the other, a Rosh Hashanah came out on Shabbos, and in May Shari, I don't remember where it was in the beginning of the nineteenth century. In May Shari, they did it in a Besdin, and thousands of people flocked to, to that Besdin to hear the shofar being really? on Shabbos. It's a historical fact. How do you like that? Yeah. And so you, you see that they held that was any Besdin. Right, so, so, that, so now, that's interesting. That, that, we'll get there in a second, but this is, um, that, that the Rambam said the Besdin has to be comprised of Musmachen, which this war, these weren't, because I'm just finished saying now, that there's no more Musmachen anymore. There's no, there's no, there's no, that, that tradition ended. There are no one had Smicha since the 4th century, and the Romans made it impossible. What now, about the issue with the time of uh, Joseph so smicha as we know it actually re- was reinvented like what we like I smicha so to speak um, was reinvented in the in the 14th century um, and um, in Italy and uh, you know it means what it what it means today is that people have some sort of expertise in some some branch of of uh, of halacha yeah some branches it's not the same thing they did attempt to reinstitute it there is a story like that back in Svas. I guess in the late 15th century, but didn't didn't, didn't stick around very long. Okay, anyways, but it's not 
Smicha is an unbroken tradition, which is broken. So that's the end of that. They gave one person Smicha from Yosef Karo, and as a result of that, that's why he wrote the Shulchan because he thought that he had the Kayak. Oh, really? Smichas, yes. Didn't know that. That's why he wrote the Shulchan Really? No, yeah, they reset it. I think the memory of my reading the history is here. He was given the. They reinstituted with the idea that if every. It had to be done in every scenario. And it had to be done with everybody agreeing. But it turned out there was not everybody agreeing. Right, it's gone. Somebody in Yerushalayim at the time that vehemently disagreed. I think of it. Not surprising. And therefore... Yeah, there's, there's the no, that smich is not... That's, right, right. That, that chain is... That, that, yeah, so that's not the smich we mean. I'm just speaking out. The, the riff says any three will do. So there you go. That's that. I guess that's... Although, the, the, interestingly, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't bring that sheet down at all. Basil, I don't think the Beis Yosef does even. Any three Jews? Like a, 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 a basin. I don't know what... The, I don't know what... Usually, basin requires mumchen, like people are competent in these particular halachas. Um, okay, but anyway, so that, that, that's that. Um, uh, okay, Amr Rabbi, sorry, I lost my train of thought here. Rabbi Yochanan Zake, Amr Rabbi Amr Rabbi Lazar, Lehiskin Rabbi Yochanan Zake El Biyavna Bilvad. So now Rabbi Lazar says that when Rabbi Yochanan Zake made his takana about a basin, he didn't mean any basin. He meant he meant Dafka and Yavna, but the, where the Supreme, the Sanhedrin relocated itself to. That's the second Shita. Amrlo, now a response. And when you have a response, Echad Yavna ve Echad Komakam Sheeshbo Basin, they say, no, Yavna and every basin is the same thing. So, a rule of thumb, I mean, an important rule when you learn Mishnayas is they wouldn't respond back, they can't respond back and say what they said before, which is what they just did. So that means you're not, they're old Mephorshim now you pushed to say this is a third Shita. That's always how it's going to be. They'll never, or they could have, they would have ended it. But the fact that they said, no, every basin is the same, including Yavna. So now they're going to learn. So the Mavarshim explained that the, this, these Umrlo people held that it has to be a basin like Yavna, meaning it has to be um, like a Kavua Chashev basin. Okay, not just, not like a, it, yeah, permanent, not an ad hoc basin, not just three guys getting together. It has to be a permanent basin, like Yavna's permanent basin. Okay, fine. So that's that.